I have a pair of relatives I love who are deeply involved in an organization called the Compassionate Friends. Maybe you know it. It's a peer support group for people, parents who are grieving the death of a child. And after their adult son died a number of years ago, my relatives found this organization. And what they found was people who were going through something similar. People to be with them. People to hold their grief together. And to figure out together, little by little, how to live a life with hope and with meaning in the face of unfathomable loss. The Compassionate Friends like so many other peer support groups, are based on one simple truth, which is that when you're suffering, it really helps to have someone there with you. And not just anyone. It can especially help to have somebody who's been there, someone who's gone through it themselves. Now, it may not seem very Christmassy to start a Christmas Eve sermon by talking about grieving a child. Christmas is about the birth of a child. And Christmas is a time when we talk about joy and comfort and peace on earth and good news. And Christmas is about good news. But let's be real. This Christmas, we need good news that's big enough to speak to grief. Candy canes and tinsel are all very well, but they're not enough. And of course, the truth is that every Christmas is complicated. Every Christmas, there are people who are grieving, people who are in loss, people whose hearts are broken. And every Christmas, we need to hear good news that can offer real hope to our real human lives, not just the shiny parts. But how clear that is this year. Right now, across this country, Nearly 600 children remain separated from their parents in the name of the citizens of this nation. Right now, cynical leaders are continuing to tell falsehoods to sow mistrust and undermine the legitimacy of democratic voting. Right now, our society is in the midst of a rising reckoning, a rising reckoning and recognition of just how pervasive racial bias still is recognition that's long overdue but has come at a terrible price through the deaths of more and more black and brown children of God. Here in Sonoma County, we have endured again wildfires, the destruction of homes, smoke-filled skies, power outages, and evacuations. And that is not even to mention the dominating fact of this year, the devastating pandemic, with more people falling ill around us each day. There are those who are dying or have died. There are those who are grieving. There are those who are struggling to pay rent or put food on the table. And it is safe to say that pretty much everyone in the entire world, no matter how fortunate or sheltered in certain ways, has experienced some form of isolation and some form of anxiety this year. So at Christmas in 2020, we could use a compassionate friend. And that's the first part of the good news of Christmas. In the Christmas stories in scripture, we encounter a lot of angels playing support roles. Angels appearing to Mary, to Joseph, to the shepherds. 
singing in the sky of glory. And an angel is good. But an angel really isn't down there in the muck with you. An angel doesn't get sick or lonely or lose its job or get killed. And so the first part of the good news is that when it came right down to it, God didn't just send an angel. God came personally, right down into the mess, into the grief, into the struggle with us. Tonight, we are celebrating the birth of God incarnate, incarnate, which is a theology word that just means flesh, like the Spanish word carne, God become meat, God become human flesh and bone and blood. Jesus incarnate as a baby who got cold and hungry, a baby whose family was pushed around, was manipulated, first at his birth when the agendas of the powerful forced them to travel and find lodging where they could and lay him in a feed box. And later again at his death when he was put on trial in service to both state and religious leaders' agendas. And in between those times, an incarnate God who knew what it was to be lonely, to be poor, to have nowhere to lay his head, whose own followers didn't really understand him, and who came to the end of his earthly life struggling to breathe on a cross surrounded by Roman soldiers. Jesus is our compassionate friend. If you're lonely, if you're sick, if you're grieving, one thing to know is that Jesus has been there. Jesus has been here, and he's shown up here in this world to be with you, to be with us. That's the first part of the good news. But there's a second. Because yes, we need someone with us, someone with skin on, somebody who's gone through something like what we're going through. But there's something else you can use when you're suffering. You can use solidarity, but sometimes you can also use a rescue. If you're drowning and somebody jumps in the water with you, you don't want them just to come drown with you. You want them to be a lifeguard with life-saving gear. If you're sick, you don't want someone to come in and catch your illness with you. You want a doctor in full protective gear to come offer you healing. And if you're stifling under someone's knee, you don't want someone to just come and climb down under the other knee. You need somebody strong to push the bully off you. And so the second part of the good news is that that is also what Jesus came to do. He has come to be with us and to help us. He has come to experience alongside of us the worst of what evil can do, but also to defeat it. Today is Christmas. But the Christmas story, the story we tell tonight, continues beyond the birth of a baby. It continues through Jesus's life, his life of teaching, of healing, of loving people, challenging them, forgiving them, setting them free. It continues through his becoming a threat to the powers that were, and his arrest and trial and death, and it continues after that. And then Easter, 
Jesus blowing open the gates of death. In a way, that's where the story really begins, with the triumph of a new way of being alive, a way that Jesus has pioneered and is passing along to his people. Right now, around the world, so many of us are waiting on pins and needles for a vaccine to defeat COVID-19, to take this specter that has been dominating the world for the past year and push it into history. Jesus came to defeat not one disease, but death itself. He came to take that specter that has been dominating the world for all of time and push it into history. And he came, in a sense, to inoculate us with a new kind of life, which is his own life, his own immortal life. We catch it when we fall in love with him, when we put our trust in him, and when we're joined with him by being baptized in his name. And if you want to go farther, we get a booster dose of it, of the life of Jesus every time we gather around his table and share the bread and wine that are his body and blood. And so what we are doing tonight in this Eucharist of Christmas is just the latest chapter in the story of Christmas, which is not a story that is closed. New pages are being written every day because that same person who came to us in the manger is present among us today. Even dispersed as we are, he is present. And he's ready to feed us once more with his own life. Tonight, we will share in communion in different ways. A few of us here at church, some in their homes, some more tomorrow with communion kits from this Eucharist. And I'll say more about how you can participate in that a little later. But this is just one way of being joined physically with that same Jesus who has injected a new life into the world. And he's with you wherever you are. Here at this church, we call ourselves the Church of the Incarnation. It's a special name. It means the Church of God made flesh, God with skin on. This is a community where we practice living that life of Jesus in our own very imperfect but committed way. If you're looking for a community to practice that Jesus life with, join us or join another one. But somehow, answer that call of Jesus to follow him, to be filled with his spirit, and to be shaped by him into the kind of people who live forever and love forever. And God will use you, and God will use us to transform the world into something that looks a little more like that vision we heard from the prophet Isaiah, where all the yokes of slavery and all the weapons of war are broken and burned, where people rejoice with joy at the abundant harvest, and where there will be endless peace. For to us this night, a child is born, a compassionate friend indeed, and a mighty savior as well. O come, let us adore.